just want to take a second to talk about two of the best companies doing it, Grow Generation and Power SI, Potassium Silicate and Grow Generation Grow Stores. Grow Generation is the biggest hydroponic retailer in the country, over 60 retail locations and counting. You can also order online, growgeneration.com. Grow Generation also carries an awesome nutrient company called Power SI. Blackleaf, tell them what Power SI is. Number one potassium silicate in the market. This is what I use in my garden. And to be honest, this is the only thing I recommend to other growers. You go talk to the number one, number two grower, whoever your favorite grower is in the market. This is what they're using. So go get Power SI at growgeneration.com. And a special shout out to you guys, First Smoke family. Yo, yo, man. Welcome back. First smoke of the day. This one right here. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You already know it's Pat God's here checking in with my co-host, Blackleaf. What's good, big homie? How you doing? I'm feeling very L.A. Uh, I'm seeing streets. boxes and bins of fire. The streets I mean, are in the building. Yeah. The streets are in the building. That's and some sure. fire projects man. in the works. So with no further ado, bro, finally blessing us with his presence, came on the show. And, you know, I ran this idea by you before we even started the show. That's how much this man's a tastemaker. Shout out to the boy Bobby Trill, Trilogy 710, man. Welcome to First Smoke of the Day, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm honored to be here. I've been I've been fucking with you guys since day one, you know. Man, way back. And I'm stoked to see the the show come so far. Thank you, bro. Hell yeah. Because I remember you came up at Za Olympics in person. And you're an in-person guy. Like straight up, like I'm gonna be real with the world. If you can't get in this man's face, like you're not gonna get with him. Zero chance. But you came up and you were like, "Yo, I think it's a good idea. You should really go for it." Like straight up, you're like, "I think you really got something. You should, you should just go for it." And I was like, "Yo, that that was one of the validations I needed." But anyways, man, we happy to have you on here. L.A. tastemaker, curator, brand maker, behind the scenes. If you don't know Bobby Trill, Trilogy Seven Ten. Some of the most fire rods in the whole fucking world. He's the gasoline in the engine. Absolutely. That's man. where the car moves. And uh, he's a he's a very low-key guy, but he's coming on. And, man, you brought hella flavors. You brought a gift box. My man brought the Louis V. Virgil blow bag. Like, and it's on. collabs. The Everything's a collab with, like, a fire strain that, obviously, I mean, we'll start off with, besides the jars, there's some seeds in front of me for all the growers. I mean, dude. And it's a collab with Oni. Well, I partnered with Oni a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That's my people, you know, and I really believe in the vision. I think they're really going in the right directions as far as like breeding goes, because they're making seeds for hash makers. You know, I can you're, tell you're not just pheno hunting to f- hopefully find a hasher. You're you're going to have a selection of hashers. And- so it's done. The lottery's done. Now we're getting closer to our numbers where instead of a random pheno hunt and then we hit a random wa- uh, thing that's a keeper, then also it's a washer. Right. So you're stubble triple stacking a lottery ticket, right? We found a Fino. It's also a keeper and it also washes. Now he's every strain in here, like strawberry runts times papaya. I've had some insane strawberry runts Finos and some strawberry runts crosses that were just ridiculous. Is that strawberry banana times runts? Strawberry banana times runts. Wow. But I believe it's the, it's the 14 er cut, not the California cut. Sweet. It's like it's like the more strawberry cut versus the more banana cut. Yeah, that one's super sweet. That one's all strawberry. Very like, I mean, boom. Then Hellhound. You got my explain personal this. favorite. That's my personal favorite. That one's all gas, all chem. As Cowboy I- Kush times and explain SDX 50 sour diesel. Oh wow. So Kush times sour. Basically, and the and the Cowboy Kush, I believe, is it's Stardog and HA with the Hell's Angels OG, I believe. 
I could be wrong. It's either that or the SFE, but I'm 90% sure that it's the HA, which is all gas. And there's different types of OGs. Like there's like the more sweet OGs, the more piney OGs. Like that's like straight gasoline, brand your nose hairs. Which is rare in washers, to be honest, in like hash strains. I don't, you see a lot of fruit, you see a lot of flavors, but what I don't see is I don't see a lot of gasoline or like gasoline and sour gasoline. Like that's awesome. And then the last one, Z Trop 15, anything with Z, I already know, Skittles times Trop times trop cookies f1 so you got like an inbred trop times z fire basically fire basically. trop candy which z being skittles yeah exactly man trop Just, candy i mean fires bangers and i love that I'm it's all washers these, i'm ready to smoke these donuts already but this just shows you the importance of look how now one of the top breeders in the country in the world his new run with now we're talking with Bobby is it's literally for Ross and like yeah. people to run trill bros and runs. I mean, it just shows you where the, the market's going. keeping it trill molding the markets and shit. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about and making some of the best hash in the country. Hands down. I mean, anytime anybody can get a hold of trilogy seven ten, the flavors they're running and the strains with who they're running them with. Right. It's one thing to say, like we have this strain. It's another thing to say, we have this strain from this grower. That's a whole other set of, in my opinion. And that's so important to me. It's so important to me because, you know, it it takes a village, really. So if you have if you have somebody that's growing the best absolute flower and you have somebody that's making the breeding the absolute best genetics and you have somebody that's washing the best of their abilities, you just get this magical product. Yeah. And it shows. I mean, dude, and I bet what you've learned because you've been doing this a while when it first started washing, you were already in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I had seen your product hidden already before I even knew it was you. Well, I had seen Trilogy hidden. Well, yeah, even pre-Trilogy, I mean, uh, I've been in the game for for quite some time. And like pre-Trilogy, we had a couple of different projects. Like a lot of people don't know pre-Trilogy. Well, we had Flawless Extracts, who we actually won Spanibus with. And we did a couple collabs with Karma. And, you know, that in itself was its own monster. And pre-Flawless, I had a couple smaller projects as well. So like even before like rosin or solventless was like my main focus we've been into the extraction field you, know? you guys were known for your diamonds too because i remember yeah. actually buying them and you guys were i mean crazy diamonds when that was first hidden i mean come on flawless it obviously that's, tells that's the tale mandarina the solventless diamonds <laughs> yeah which is crazy insane well and dude let, like let's get into that so where did it start for you man like let's start with like love of the plant what was the first time you ever smoked you know, like the typical age, end of middle school, early high school. Oh, I swear that's like yeah, every Yeah, come on. Every, every person's seven, eighth grade. 26 episodes. It's been the general consensus around but the world. Tried is one thing, though. Like when I fell in love with it was in ninth Later. grade. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So we had, I went to Hollywood High School, right? We had this like super gangster Spanish teacher. Shout out, Mr. Soto. I still remember you. You feel <laughs> me? So he would let us smoke in the class and do what? Listen, Holly- Man, I was just about to ask you, what the fuck is it like going to high school for everybody listening in L.A., bro? Hollywood. I mean, high you school? get to smoking weed in class. Oh, Here right, we well, go. Let him get back Holy to shit. it. But my man's in Hollywood High School. He's really from L.A. for every, anybody wondering. Like you went to Hollywood High School. You really from L.A. What the fuck was that shit like, man? Look, one day I could easily write a book. I plan on writing a book or maybe a Netflix documentary if they, you know, come at me proper. But it was absolutely insane i have done a lot of crazy things in my life none of them come close to hollywood high like it was just a it was just like a melting pot of the absolute wildest children in all of la county 
from all different parts. You had like the richest of the rich, the poorest of the poor and every race, every demographic you could think of. It was just absolutely insane. Wow. That's, I can only tell us a story. Like what was a typical weekend? Like, like let's say, you know, sophomore, junior year, when you're more getting in your groove, what's, what's the weekend looking like at Hollywood high? I mean, what's the parties and shit going on? I mean, is it just like LA clubs or you guys more like house parties? We we, we, we were were kids, so we weren't even doing clubs. We were were doing like house parties and, but the house has got to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the, it's the typical story, you know, it was like a fun house party, you know, you know, getting at some girls, all yeah. that good stuff. But you uh, got celebrities and shit in L.A. So you would nah, end they're up. Young, they're young. Not, and shit, not at yeah. the house parties oh, per, yeah. per se, but it would usually end up getting shot up. But like that wow. was that was normal. It was it wasn't like a big deal. It was like, all right, time, time See, to go. People move out to L.A. They have no clue. Like we moved out here, man. We're all like, yeah, like you don't think about oh, like L.A. Shit. It's like sparkling sky getting shot up. It's like, yeah, it's L.A. So it's what was it like? LA. You had Mr. DeSoto. He would let you smoke in the room. I mean. That's insane. Uh, so this teacher was absolutely nuts, but to his, you know, to his credit, the whole school was nuts. So his classroom was like, it, it was shaped really strange. So like the back of his class led into the auditorium and most of the times the auditorium was empty. So we would just like sneak out from the back of his class and just hotbox the auditorium with like three of us. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And, but so what kind of weed was it though back then? Are you smoking fire? Is it so, creepy already? So when I came into the picture, it was like right at the beginning of the transition. So like I was introduced to stress, chronic and Kush. And yeah. And then, and then as, as, you know, as I got a little bit more into it, I started, you know, finding out strains. I mean, like I said, I grew up in LA, so there was dispensaries all over, but like as a teenager, you're not really, you don't really have access to all that just yet. Yeah. Yeah. So at the very beginning we were just smoking like, you know, five dollars sacks of stress which is an insane amount of weed it's like it was like a quarter ounce for five bucks that's really? crazy it was absolutely horrible though because yeah i mean yeah. and you know you get a nick's coming up from mexico i'm guessing like yeah. brick weed yeah if you were lucky you would get the az stress which was like from arizona oh so you know i think your homie pulled up yeah yeah no, that's dope. I mean, that, that's that's wild because you're in the mecca of cannabis, so it just shows you like they had they had options for everything. Like, what do you want to smoke? Fire, cheap shit. We got the well, middle. You're young though, too, so it's like yeah. you don't you don't you don't gain like the the connections of the not like right it's away. Like older it's brothers like said, and shit, you had probably, to start right? figuring it yeah, out. I had to work my way up. Yeah, you know, I had to work my <laughs> way up. No, so for like, real. So from like high I, school. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, from <laughs> ninth from, from ninth grade. By like the end of ninth grade, tenth grade, I was already smoking, you know, Kush and Chronic, and we already had like, you know, we made us we established connections and we could, you know, get What's some a, what type of music dope. was out at this time? Like what were you guys bumping and shit? A lot of Pac, a lot of a lot of a lot of West Coast. I mean, Snoop, I mean, yeah, of, but that of, that goes hand in That's just stoner music, I, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I feel yeah. I feel like I feel like you just go through Go through phases, you know. I was yeah. really big. When what was phase, what phase were you in? I, I was re- at the time ninth, tenth grade. I was were really, you? really big in my Wu Tang shit. Oh yeah, hell yeah. You know, okay. But like right at the same time, I remember uh, Tucci was really blowing up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, he was yeah, worldwide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was like yeah. that shit was like we we our first the first hip hop superstar. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, real like, talk. That, like 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 he changed the game for that. You know what I mean? That's when was I, the first time you saw a plant? Like a real plant growing though, because it couldn't have been. Was it was it young? Because I'm guessing the mecca here, you know. Listen, I didn't really have bigger brothers, yeah, uh, or big homies per se. Still don't really. So it's like 
it all just kind of fell into place organically. So my first plants that I saw was was plants that we were actually growing around 18. It's funny because I still have pictures of it and I'm looking back on it and there's like PM and there's like, and (laughs) you didn't even know know, that some spider mites, but I was like, oh, it's just extra frosty, you know? Yeah. But like like really, really from the bottom up. Straight up. You know? I mean, you you didn't know, especially that as a kid, you're just stoked to have it going. Like, you're like, dude, we got weed. Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't know how to dry or cure. I, I, we were trying to, we were picking it off the plant, trying to smoke it again, just. This is everyone's story, though. Even Joa from Greenhouse, I think it was, or it was telling us a story about when he was a kid and they would do the same thing. And that's it. I mean, if you're at the cutting edge, it's the same. Yeah, I had some yeah. hippie homies tell me, oh, you got to microwave it. And I was like, <laughs> put it in a brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> Tech. It's all crispy. In the in a in the like, Colorado Crunch, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Colorado, the Colorado Crunch, bro. For real. I mean, dude. Shout out to Cali Plug, man. I mean, and now you're a top connoisseur, to be honest, bro. It's fucking wild. But how does it come from that? Where, what made you be like, all right, well, let's start working with plants and let's start like you wanted to get involved and everything. You know, you just you fell in love with smoking and that kind of just sparked your curiosity. And- yeah. Well, I mean, I was always trying to find my passion quote air quotes right you know i I was trying to figure out i was trying to figure out what i'm good at what i want to do on this earth and you know like all roads kept leading back to this no matter what i would try (laughs) you know it's crazy i feel you i you know like no matter what jobs i would take or what i would be doing i was always like the weed man or something so it just all roads kept coming back to this and then after a certain point i was like why fight it so the universe worked in my favor and at the age of 18 i Got a job at a at a dispensary. The way it started off was I, I just I just walked in there a couple of times, you know, established yep. established a little relationship with the owner, mm-hmm. you know, got a little job as a as the as the front desk, worked my way up to be a butt tender, then worked my way to be a manager, then eventually ended up being part owner of the shop. Hell yeah! Fell out with the shop owner, went down to zero. You feel me? But but that's when but I was learned it. But that's when I was like, okay, this is actually what I want to do, and like I see a future with this. You wanted to restart again, yeah. That's the important part, right? Well, I've I've had I've Couldn't had leave it alone. I've had three or four of those situations where like I like got in, you know, spent a couple of years working on a certain project or something, and like everything came crashing down. I feel like every entrepreneur doesn't really hit till like six to ten. Six to twelve, maybe Facts. even. You know what I'm saying? Like it may Six even to take longer. What? Like Business projects. Is, okay, got you. I like how he says projects got because you. it's. I like the the thought of that more than company failing. You know what I mean? It's like it's like no, really, business is an experiment, and it either works there or you it go. doesn't. You know. What and I'm I saying? like what the guy said earlier in our in our Pack Gods meeting too. Was I hate to reveal it, but our secret society oh, meeting. Whoa, 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 I know, whoa, I know. Whoa, but he whoa. said that the L's never stop coming. It's how you handle them. That's what changes. Yeah. And I thought, damn, great point. The L's don't stop coming. The oh, L's, they get, they get bigger, and, but it's how you handle them and how you bound. And I was like, wow, it's a great point. That's coming from like a leader. Yeah. So, after a certain point, the L's start feeling natural. <laughs> it, it's not even, it's just like, oh, you know, it, it's, keep it pushing. It's tough. It is tough. And it's tough to be friends with people too, where you want to back them up. But in this business, it's like, it's tough to be like, man, you'll be, uh, you'll be back tomorrow because at the same time, you're like, I know what that feels like. And you want to be like, no, no, like well, this you, can't, you know, no, how long shit takes to like build oh, up 
And it's it business is tough. Partnerships are very tough in in cannabis as well. So so you build the first one up. You have the falling out, and and we're gonna give you the floor. I want you to really roll with this. You had the first one falling out, back to zero. Now you're restarting. Talk to us. Roll through us. Okay, so then I go through all the motions, right? I'm like, okay, do I want to have a delivery? Do I want to have a dispensary? Do I want to be a grower? Do I want to be an extractor? Yeah, so then I kind of gave them all a try, started a delivery service. You know, that went on for a while, then that failed. Then I partnered with a delivery service, you know, that lasted for a couple a couple months, almost like a year. You know, I realized that my partners were not on the same path as me. Let's just say that. And kept it pushing, then started some grows. Those failed. Come on, you're not even a grower if you if you haven't fucked up a couple of rows. Yeah, no, seriously. You know, you but know. this whole time you're learning. You're learning. Yeah, you're, a, you're not looking at it like that, but you're learning. You're yeah, learning. yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm essentially just hustling to survive, mind you. Like I had no, I, like I don't come from a wealthy background or whatever, so I'm just kind of like trapping to survive, you know. Hundred percent. So set up some gardens that failed miserably. This was on your own without a grower? No, I mean, some of them, yeah. were, some of them were with me. Most of the times it was just me partnering with the wrong people. Yeah. And a lot of times the wrong people were actually my good friends. It's but, tough, man. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you just don't mix, you know. And it's timing, too. I find it's timing in a grower's position. A lot of times they haven't learned what they need to to get to that position. So sometimes it's like... Like in my, in my, you know, just in my case, it was like, man, let's throw up a hundred lights or let's do 80 lights. But I had only done, let's say 20 or 40 at that time. So now I'm having to learn on the fly. Wishful thinking. Which learning on the fly in business with your best friend is very tough, <laughs> you know, but then eventually you learn it and you're like, no, I got this. But that is that after you already burned the bridge or after the business is already fit, you know, so yeah. it, it's and, a tough one. Unfortunately, that's the name of the game. Like I've been burned by some very close people to me. And I feel like some of it was malicious, but a lot of it was not even like it. it that's just how it had to be. You guys went into a business and it just didn't work or yeah. it just didn't, things just didn't work how they should have. Things did not work how they should have. They overextended themselves. They bit off more than they could chew. I bit off more than I could chew. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't, I haven't, you know, ruined some relationships that's over, real. over the way that I move. And you're just learning this whole time, though. That's, That's right. why I keep wanting to reiterate to people. Yeah, it's all just been yeah. a massive learning curve until until I came up tough in like 2014, 2015, when I really started figuring out my niche. And I started really figuring out what it's not just weed that I'm interested in, but it's good weed. You know, it's good extract. It's it's, you know, the the nicer side of things. And I started working towards that direction. And. So when you say that, I mean, like, so you had seen everything you had realized, like, this is the fire. And so then what put yourself around people who have the fire or what? like, I mean, like, what's the next step to get? Like, you know that you want to have fire around, but then like, then what? Well, how could I say this? I kind of just started trying to market to me. I started using myself as a base for clients or as consumers and customers, however you want to word it, because I have such a high standard of anything that I put into me. You know? So you were your baseline, basically yeah. like, yo, if this would work on me, I know this will work for. The, yeah. And, and listen, at the end of the day, I'm a consumer before, before, before a businessman. That, I mean, I think we all are. That's why you're rolling up and that's why you're smoking. And that's why I'm smoking. Yeah. So, and there was, you know, there was never a shortage. There was always an abundance of, of weed, but there was, there is, and there was, and there always will be a shortage of like Good grade man. a the best. connoisseur grade smoke. You know, it's I mean, that's can truer you, words. Can you, can you uh, digress and, and talk about the art of the resale a little bit? 
like being a consumer first and the fact that you have such high standards for what you will accept as your cannabis and how turning that into a brand is like the, the main element right now. Like the guys that are leading the charge, the brands that are, I say, I say the guys, but the brands that are leading the charge, they all, they all have one thing in common and it's that they're top tier quality and their quality control is crazy and they're getting crazier and crazier about it. And it feels like it's having to get crazier and crazier. And, but the prices are staying high while everything else plummets. Yeah. So there's an art to this and not everyone can do it. You know, people say things, hell no, but very small percentage. It's a, it's a skill set that's developed over a long time. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to me because I know that you get it in the sense of, it's got to be good or it's not going to work. Well, check it out. I see a lot of, what's the word I could use? Like, let's just say faux luxury cannabis. I see a whole bunch of people acting like they're weed. <laughs> faux luxury cannabis. That's the first time <laughs> I've ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Boys are faux out there. F-A-U-X. I'll let Bobby catch you being faux out here with none of that fugazi. For real, I, you definitely ain't wearing no fake strum. <laughs> I'm saying, like, a, a lot of these dudes, You're right, though. they want to have the idea, they want to have the perception, and they want... It's all about the image. Because right? it sells a pack. Yeah. yeah, but they themselves don't really smoke. Or, like, they might have a have a joint. Crazy. On, yeah, yeah, like, on a Saturday night. But, like, they're not actual consumers, so... And they're out of touch with the, with the market. They don't have their finger on the pulse. They don't know what they're looking for. They're just looking for the next next man to tell them, this is the new gelato. Yeah. What are some of the things you do to keep your finger on the pulse? And how did you, when did you start learning that? Like you were good at curating and like had taste that like people in, uh, shared, you know what I'm saying? Like people shared your standard of, they, they enjoyed your standard of. I'm a nerd. I'm a weed nerd. Like as, as, as much as I try to work around so it. So is Blackley. Yeah. Yes. I, I know way more about weed than I ever cared to for sure. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I catch myself nerding out. And I catch myself nerding out with other nerds and we all seem to be on the same, you know, trajectory. Like I have spoken to so many people this week alone that have told me like within my close circle, completely unrelated that have told me all oh, how much they miss sour diesel and, and chem dog. Yet for some reason, no one's growing this. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we all, everyone clearly feels this type of way, for example, but you know, the big people, you know, the ones with the hundred lighters and the thousand lighters aren't really doing this because they're thinking that the consumers just want runs. Yeah. I'm already planning my uh, trip back to Colorado this winter to procure some strains and kick it with some old homies and shit. But based on that, because like that's a time capsule out there, like, yeah, they got some new shit out there, but most of the shit's from 15 years ago, still 10 years ago. I mean, everything. I think that's the problem with their market. Yeah. But what's dope is that if they were coming out here and we're going out there, you utilize both at, at its best because it just shows you like they want the strains out here. And then some of the stuff like the chem 91 and the chem four and just the chem D dude, when I was out there, that was normal shit. That was like, Oh, you want to cut? Yeah. Yeah. No, like that wasn't even a tradable cut. That was like, someone would give you that. Right. Same with sour and stuff. Like the coveted ones were like the Bruce banner. And then there was like, I'm trying to think a death star, Ohio death star, you know, yep. like, but what were like out here, man, OG was King, huh? Yeah. Like when you, when you first were like, going high end. Mm -hmm. What was like, what was popping? Well, okay. So I just want to say this, like my view has been that it's never about the, the strain. It's always about who's growing it. Uh, you get what that. I'm saying? So it's that's like, a, that's a earned 
point of view for sure. Yeah, because listen, getting a strain in rotation, I mean, yeah, it's hard. You got to mom it out and take cuts or whatever, but it's not really a big deal. You know, you could simply buy a cut and put it into rotation, but it's all about how you're growing it. Have you mastered the strain? You know, what's your medium? Yeah. All that. I mean, a hundred different things. I mean, that's why OG Kush used to be what? 8,000 a pound, 10,000 a pound. I hear all my OGs talking about it, but you know, at a certain point in 2014, 2015, it, it was like 1600. Yeah. 1300. Crazy. You know why? Because the cut got out. So it's not even about the go. cut. It's about the, it's about the person that's growing it. Wow. That's a great way to put it. Right. Cause if it wasn't, then it was like, even the shitty cuts would end up getting grown and the, the price would be high, but it's because of who's growing it. How fire is it? You know, well, we're witnessing the same thing right now. Look, a couple of years ago, I remember gelato pounds were going for like insane numbers be higher than anything else. Yeah. And guess what? The cut got out and now it's like middle of the mall shit. I know it is. You got to breed it with stuff. You got to breed. Yeah. yeah, You got to end up breeding it with stuff or let's be real. When was the last time you were excited for, for just some regular gelato flowers? I can tell for me, it's been a couple of years. I feel like there's so many, you know, what kind of mess with that is that there's a hundred different bag seeds. So I've had like you just don't know what six different 41s. I've had like seven different 45s. I've had so many different, I've even had different cuts given to me by guys that are like, oh, this is the legit one. I'm like, this is the right guy. And then I find out like after running it three times, like, oh, this is not the real one. This is like something's, and you find out it's like, oh, it's a bag seed of this. There's like, I'm finally literally bro this week, I'm picking up the real 41 finally, like the connected cut and I'm stoked, but what I my you favorites, that, by the way. But I'm getting it to breed with, I want to breed it with some presidential cush and some other things, but yeah, yeah, I totally get you though. You're right, man. No. And so what's the cure to that? Like, what's the next move? You have to have your own line. Exactly. And I mean, that's why that brings me to my next line. Next one by 2022, we're hoping to have all in-house strains for burning growth. Hell yeah. You know, because that's the thing. Like, I mean, even with like the RS11, major shout out to Dio, Wizard, shit, Dojo, whoever else is involved in that project. But like now you're seeing that strain get around and now it's just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's well, people are bastardizing. It honestly it. makes me sad. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bummer, but but like we're, it's happening right in front of us. It's happening too quick, though, and it's starting to turn into like music. And that's unfortunately not how cannabis works. So what do you think is is uh you know how do you fix it well that's why um, Can't that's, cuts. well that's why i brought up the art of the resale mm. that's why it's necessary well listen and what's happening is mass consumer confusion that's the that's where a huge problem right now huge issue they don't know what you say gelato i'm like let me see it I don't know what, like, what are you like, you know what I mean? Like, You're right, dude. I don't OG. What, 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 OG? Like, what? Yeah. I don't even know what to, I got you. and then they, you don't even know, like, you probably, you don't know what it's worth. Like it's, unless it's top tier it's a and, vast the, array. and the top tier hasn't changed since last year. There's only for, you know, we're talking a specific market because we're all, I mean, that's what we, we love and that's, that's where we have our hands in. But I mean, Top tier is the only tier, in my opinion, because I mean, the rest of it is so fluctuation. It's like crypto. I mean, season to season. But the stuff we have on the table now, tell us about, man. Like, I mean, what are these flavors? I love the branding. I mean, I'd love to talk about that in a minute, like how you got into that, because somewhere in your journey, you learned that. Where did yeah. that come from, bro? The branding? Yeah. Because like we, we learned it by starting a clothing company and years of money and time. And where did you learn branding? I mean, listen, 
like I was saying earlier, I was uh, fighting it for a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, my my turkey bag does all the talking. I'm going to turn my heads with just my turkey bag or like same thing with the solventless side of things or the extraction side of things. I was like, oh, just the baller jar will do. But after a certain point, I stopped fighting it. And, you know, if that's what the consumer want, then, you know, let them have it. And if anything, if that's what they want, give give it to them like they've never had it before. Oh, I like that. You get what I'm saying? There we go. And it's not about me. It's not about what I think is cool. I mean, like I said, I, I am trying to cater to myself at the end of the day, but it's also not just about me. It's not about what I think is cool. If the consumer thinks a cool little shiny sticker is going to make the difference, then by all means, it's about what's inside. And it's always going to be what's about what's inside. But now it's about both. Yeah, but I also understand. And that's what makes it a real business. Yeah, and I also understand how the mind works because at the end of the day, you know, like there's some, I'll see something on Instagram and, and I'll be like, I want that. <laughs> you know, I think we're all guilty of that. Uh-huh. I think we all shop with our eyes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you want 100%. them. You want Especially them. with weed. You hand me a sandwich bag right now. I'm not going to get excited. So why are people bitching about bags? They know damn well. They look at that bag and they get excited. If you love weed and you see a new bag design with die cut and all this other shit that people are innovating, all this stuff, how the fuck can you get excited? Especially yeah. if the weed inside is good too. We're talking about that's good a whole other combo, but either yeah. way and you're it, exciting to see innovation in cannabis. If you love, Oh yeah. You love weed. It's, it's costing them money and time. Where, it's also one of those things where, you know, if you care enough about your product to put a good design and spend some time creating a package and like, you know, it, it just shows how much, you know, how you care about your brand and how much you, you know, you care what the what the consumer thinks. So how did you, did you read books? Did you go to a class? Did you, you just picked it up on the fly marketing and branding with how you on the fly. Wow, man. I mean, you're really good at it for that. I'm going to be honest. It usually people take classes. Like, I mean, I've been to a bunch of seminars with Pat Gods. We've done all kinds of stuff for that. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And like I said, I just started to kind of like, I want, I started putting out what I wanted to see. That is so key. People don't know that I'm a testing board for myself as well. I love that you say that. Cause like, I always say like, yo, if I would buy this, if I'm like, oh, this is dope. I would, I would buy this. I know it's going to work. Exactly. Because listen, if I know that it's going to catch my attention, chances are it's going to catch your attention. And that's, that's the demographic that really matters to me. I'm not worried about moving, you know, a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds. I'm not worried about getting every last bit out. I'm worried about the, you know, the consumers that really matter. The taste, the other tastemakers and the other guys that are also touching the same high end style or same level. Yeah. The ones that could really appreciate it. It's, it's just, it's just like anything else, man. It's just like, listen, we, we could, we could compare this to fashion with like Goyard and Louis Vuitton. We could compare this to cars with like Ferrari. We could compare this to watches like, you know, Rolex and Patek, but it's like, you know, you're catering to people that really appreciate this. You're not just catering. It's, this isn't for everyone, you know, and the ones that really do appreciate this are going to appreciate this to the point where they're going to go above and beyond for it. Yeah, man. Talk about the fact that some of these brands expect you to only smoke their brand, but a true consumer, a true curator, a true tastemaker, like you you love watches, but you got multiple brands of watches. You love weed, but you smoke multiple brands of weed. So sometimes same with clothing too, same with fashion, but it's all top tier. It's luxury. It's designer. It's top tier. However you want to explain it. Right. Well, that's, that's insane to me. I mean, the whole concept of loyalty to a brand, it's pretty bizarre to me. Like, I mean, I'm grateful for people that are loyal, but even I myself am not like loyal to a brand because you know what? 
maybe we just harvested. Maybe I have a table full of like flavors to test. And I see you post some something dope on your story. Guess what? I'm going to be intrigued. I'm going to want to try that out. You know, and and again, that goes back to me being a weed nerd. Like I'm not like tied down to a brand like and that's why I have different projects. That's, that's why I'm not committed to just one brand to myself. You know, I, I, I have my hands in different projects. And how do you figure out if you want to work with somebody? So say you see a brand, you're like, man, this is a pretty dope brand. You, like your next move is what? Get close to them and at least just kind of talk to them and figure out if they're a solid enough person to work with. Well, I believe everything has to be organic. I'm not I'm not out yeah, here. Yeah. I'm not out here looking for people and, and, you know, trying to work with them. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, like, first of all, if I like the vision behind the brand and I like the people behind the brand and ultimately it's like, can we help each other out? Got you. Because I'm just thinking as third person, like someone's coming up and they're like, man, this is what I want. You know, they want to be in your place. They want to do what you do because the connections you have are like second and none. And the people you work with are second and none. So the collaborations and the, the products you're putting out are stuff that only can get done with you in the mix. Right. You have to be here for this to happen. That's that is so crucial. You know, the, the flavors, the connections, these collabs, these two people got put together and now you're doing it for them. So uh, that's why I just say like you seem to work with good people and that's tough. That's tough to do because there's so many people that, you know, aren't that. I think you can't force synergy. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of great people out there who I don't have synergy with and I could never work with them because we don't see eye to eye on certain things. Just let it naturally. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. All my partnerships, I haven't seeked out a single person and been like, hey, I like what you do. Let's be partners. Everything happens organically. We help each other out. Yeah. Like it, as, as cliche as this might sound, it's like, what do you bring to the table and what do I bring to the table? Do my chairs complement your table? You know, does my stuffing complement your turkey? You feel me? Whoa. whoa. <laughs> I mean, great. No, that's straight. That is straight. That's truth. Oh, man, just went in. The best partnerships are two people that, you know, bat differently, but saying we hit home runs, you know? Yeah. Straight up. That's awesome, man. I love this, people this, don't get that. They want to partner up with people that have the same tendencies or the same strong suits as you. Do not do that. It's I mean, you want people that do the exact opposite as you. You know, that's why honestly me and Pat God's work at great together. And that's why I see you with burning rope. And then I don't know. I mean, so many different collabs, bro. Every different time it's someone different, but it's always a dope brand like this Oni. This is sick. Yeah. And then now Pat God's is popping open jars. What what are you looking at? We're looking at GM three times rope number twelve. GM three times rope number twelve. Talk to us about this phenol. Okay, I'm holy this thing shit! Right now. So that's <laughs> one of the new ones from Burning Rope. Which phenol is that? Twelve or seven? Twelve. Okay, yeah, that's. I believe that's Rope's favorite phenol. So the rope is Rope Scotty. Which I'll give you a little backstory on this. Major shout out to Gelato Kid. Hey, just shout out to Shirt Ooh, Money. Ooh, that boy you Shirt me? Money. Hey, let me let me name drop a little little bit. But <laughs> man, that's family for real. And um, shout out to Mr. Gelati. So so this cut came to us a long time ago, and it came to us as there was it had a weird backstory. But originally it was supposed to be biscotti. Then it ended up being a biscotti bag seed. Then other people started giving it different names. It started going <laughs> around as guava. God, this sounds so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It has a couple other names and I'm not going to burn a couple people out, but um, <laughs> ultimately at some point in time, I don't know the story of how this happened, but it dropped as gelati under cookies. So now we know the strain is gelati. 
But I love gelati. Yeah, me too. So it's, I'm a big gelati fan. So Rope Scotty is actually gelati. But we got ah. the cut before cookies was involved and before the name gelati had anything to do with it. So you had to come up with a name and you're like, here's our name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the it was the rope biscotti or backseat or whatever. So that's that's how we went about it. But I yeah. think that's one of their best hits, to be honest. I, to this day, I have that in my library. I love it. Gelati is a fire strain. I think so as well. I think so as well. It, it like wow. It has all the positives of, of the all the flavors of the gelato, but it hits like a cush. So this is the Grease Monkey Three. Yeah, which, which is your own Fino as well. Yeah, I believe Burning Rope found that Fino a long time ago, back when he was partners with Wizard Trees, which is a whole different story on its own. That was years and years yeah, ago, yeah. too. Yeah. That was their cut of the Grease Monkey. And the reason why we don't just call it Grease Monkey and we call it GM3 is because anyone that's seen the plant, is it looks nothing like Grease Monkey. It's it's like this weird, almost like a mutant. It's it's a true indica, short, stocky, purple, finishes early. Has a great flavor. Yeah. Definitely which, more like more umph in the smell too than you would think off a normal grease monkey. I've had the hash from grease monkey a bunch of times. The flower alone on this is way more uh, potent smelling. And, and shout out to fire farmer. He's doing a lot of breeding projects with that as well, but he, he calls it the greasy, but that's the, uh, the cream, which I don't know if you guys tried it, but I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we like for that. Sure. He, he, bl- he blesses actually. We, we got to enjoy that and bless that with, uh, Bless that to some homies. Is the GM3, is that a washer as well? It was decent. Okay. It wasn't a monster, but it definitely was not horrible. Awesome. It was like right around 3% after rosin. So all these phenos in front of us. So you find something that you like in flower is the next thing to say, okay, does it wash? Like what's the next step? Because I know that's your one of your thoughts in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So is it right? Is it after the flower is good or are you going after? It doesn't matter what the flower looks like. Does this wash? Cause it has the nose. Well, I mean, it all just depends on what we're shooting for. I mean, there's a lot of strains that we have in the library that don't wash at all. And I mean, they're just amazing flower strains. And I'm a firm believer of that because some strains are flower strains and some strains are hash strains. Like the most common hash strains. I personally hate smoking in flower. I totally agree. Hate papaya and flour. Strawberry banana. Hate strawberry I, banana and flour. Papaya has never came out good in flour. If you guys no. ever seen honey banana in flour form, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gr- yeah. It's You're gr- like this made that exactly. I, I keep thinking that exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know one doesn't have to do the other. In a best case scenario, you're going to come across certain strains that 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 do both. Cookies and cream, maybe. Cookies and cream that would maybe. probably be good flour, good, but still, even, it's even very that, mild flavor. Yeah, and, that, and that's another common denominator is they're they're always really mild. Yes. Wedding cake, dosey dough. Yeah, we got lucky with this one. The smoothie washes all right, and and is a good flour. So say so on this right here, he popped all these seeds right, or he bred it and then popped all these seeds. As you're seeing him pheno hunt, or as you guys are pheno hunting, I mean, I'm so apologize. As you guys are pheno hunting this. You're seeing things and you're smelling things just like a normal pheno hunt. Do you find keepers and then see if those keepers wash? Is that the next step after that? Or are you already, while they're alive, saying our keepers will be a, a baseline of like, is it flower or is it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of factors that come into play. So it's not like a, it's not like a standard blueprint where, okay. where this is it. Or a lot of times we'll, we'll breed something or we'll pop something, uh, in, in the hopes of finding, you know, a flower strain and we might come across a hash monster or vice versa. More often than not, that won't be the case. But every now and then, 
you know, so we got to be open to both. Yeah, and you're that, going, you're all wide open. Well, here, let's see what happens. And that's the beauty of the situation is that I get to, I get to look at everything and be like, okay, there's room for this. And this will do great in this garden because this garden is hashing. So maybe it's not worth keeping, you know, keeping around for the burning rope flower brand, but maybe it's worth me putting in the trilogy single source garden to freeze. So I'm going to hurt a bunch of people's feelings real quick. What well, that's you, the best. What, uh, yeah. Well, what are you seeing Don't now that. that you you're you're like the hash bird, right? Like expert in hash. You're the hash bird. What are you seeing now that you guys went to let living soil and live uh, with the, are you seeing numbers better? Are you seeing flavor better? Or are you, cause before he wasn't right. When you were working with I mean, burning rope, he was both. It's been back and forth. There's okay. been hydro rooms. There's been, there's been soil rooms. Yeah. Um, there's been soil rooms that he's experimented with salts. So it's not true living soil, but it's been soil with salts. I like that. Well, there's been living soil, In my like, like true yeah. living soil. And then there's been living soil with salts. Which I we saw ha- that. We actually got great results on. I think a hybrid is always the best in my opinion, but that's after years and years of like, I, I believe in salts, but I also I've grown in soil. I've done cocoa. I did, I just did 150 lights in soil. And like, I like a hybrid of all that. But so yeah. check it out. Speaking of hurting feelings, I'm sure all the heady boys, but gonna, what hash, which gonna, one's the best? Give us a, so <laughs> a secret. Living soil doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be better. Uh huh. Mass produced anything is going to be trash. Yeah, I like so, to hear that. So when people people like to refer uh, compare mass produced to salts, which most of the time it is, but I don't think it's necessarily the salts aspect that's killing it. I think it's just mass produced. Like you're never. It's gonna, a coincidence. Yeah, you're never yeah. going to expect you know McDonald's chicken to be as good as like your local free range eatery. No. But so, uh, but I see what you're saying. But you can also use the same and still crush it. Yeah. I have seen, I have friends that have like 20 lighters or below, and they use salts, and they use like typical rock wool, you know, the standard value recipe, and it comes out phenomenal. I like that for flour. I th- I keep hearing flour for hydro and soil for hash. That's why I keep he- hearing. I, I'm a firm me. believer of cocoa. There's so much mm. fire in cocoa that people don't even bat an eye to. And shit, I have I have certain certain friends that like play around with aeroponics and all that as well. So yeah, I did years of that with my one of my mentors. We started with aeroponics and then deep water culture. Yep. Yeah, with E-W-C. the buckets and yeah, yeah, yes, great, sir. great. I mean, phenomenal. If you for growers to get into that, it'll blow your mind. You'll be picking up buckets, and the literally the roots will be the exact size of a five gallon bucket at the end. I mean, the whole thing filled with roots, white roots growing, you know, you get to see because there's no meat. So the plant also eats whenever it wants. So 24 hours a day. So right now, right, you feed it not you feed during the day and you don't never feed at night. But that plant eats however it wants to. Right. Most of the time you're told it doesn't eat at night. But with deep water culture, you can just see like something else is happening here. I think it's eating way more often than we think. And and it it literally can eat it, unbelievable. But and it goes back to my point of yeah. it's all about the grower and it's all about how it was grown. If it was grown with love and attention to detail, then it, you're going to grow good resin. And there's no way around yeah. that. So are you saying that's a telltale sign? The resin drip. Yeah, I guess you could say that. That's the telltale sign that it's fresh, but right? Passion. Good grown weed. Yeah, yeah, passion. Yeah, fresh, but I, good grown weed because it can get old. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not even just talking about the resin ring on this on the ash uh, and on the joint. I'm talking about like that resin that we're extracting. 
Yeah, like what makes passion? I, I it doesn't know matter what the you're talking about, but I was saying, is that a telltale sign? Could, yeah, yeah, you could say that. So when you're so, smoking, but I mean, a joint, you, you could saying, also here's the here's another thing though. You could simply flip that joint upside down, and it's gonna create a resin ring. And oh, oh no, I just is burned that out the trick. I just burned out all the trapper yeah, kids. I've been trying to figure. No, but this is out. the same thing with white ashes, black ashes, right? They always want to take it to like, well, cigarettes burn, but you know, and all these crazy things. And it's like, listen, I'm not saying all that. All you're saying is. If it's fire, if it looks great, if it tastes great, it needs to also burn white. It's another checkbox. And like people always the same thing, right? They want to take it to the max, but oh yeah, I, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. People are sending me articles about why white ash oh, and black ash today, doesn't matter yeah. every single day. But and, but it's crazy because in the end, I tell them like, listen, it's not an end all be all. It's just another checkbox along like, does it taste like it smells? Right. That's a big checkbox for me. Like if it smells like oranges or it smells like strawberries, I want it to taste like that exactly. or or gasoline tastes like gasoline, not like yeah, the smoke. Smooth, the smoothies, it smells like smoothie. Yeah. What else? What do you look for in a keeper? I'm guessing that's one of them. That's usually a big one. How it smokes, the transfer of, of flavor to, to nose to flavor. Exactly. How it packs some punch in the chest. Yep. So, uh, some things are nice and thin. Certain things are nice and heavy. Just Potency. You, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but like I'm talking about like. Oh, you're looking for a choker. Like the smoothie will like smoke like air. Oh. As in you're not going to feel anything going down. It's almost like you're breathing. Then you're going to have certain other things like the rope Scotty or the gelati which is going to like punch you right in the chest every hit. Wow. That's interesting. I haven't heard anybody take that angle. I always hear like how strong it is as far as like the actual experience setting on versus how you're saying where it's like, no, how is the actual smoke? Cause sometimes things smoke different th- not sometimes most of the time things smoke different than others. Some of them are heavy. Some are thin, like you're saying thin smoke. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of times I'll ask people, how's it smoking? And they'll look at me dumb- dumbfounded. Like it's smoking. <laughs> It, 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 it burns. Oh, it's lit. It, yeah. You're looking past that. You want to know, like, is it burning nice and is it tasting nice? And is it a light smoke, a heavy smoke, or is it, is it a choker? Exactly. No, it is weird. Sometimes dark purples, like there, there's always something underlining with those where it's always harsh, right? When they're the darker, the purple, in my opinion, the harsher, the weed. Absolutely. But it's, yeah. it's things like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. So when you're looking for a keeper, those are the same things you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, but aside from that, it's just the whether I like it or I don't like it. And then when you can't win them all, when you're coming up with a name for a strain, if you don't mind me asking, like, then what goes into that? Is it just like anybody, like, you're talking smell, taste? Depends on the brand, probably, right? Yeah. It's got to be organic. It's got, I, uh, I know people that sit around and try to like think of strain names and create like a hybrid and put the two words together. And I'm, <laughs> and like, it works sometimes, but like, like I said, it has to be organic, you know, if, you know, like the smoothie, you know, was was not called smoothie for for about a year, about a year prior to it being called smoothie. And then after a certain point, it was just like every hit is like drinking a smoothie. You know, like we just have to. This is what it is. Yeah. yeah like I said, I like it that. has to be it has to be organic. You can't just sit there and be and like you have people fight. You want to rebrand? Yeah, all the time. That's the thing that I always like. I'm like, oh, man, now I got to change. Like, because you have to change your name on things, too. Of now, course. People oh. are like, oh, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. I've had hella people, you know, come up to me and be like, oh, we came up with that first. And I'm like, where is it? Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) We killed it. We lost it. It was it's dead already. That's true. But we started that. I don't even want to name drop because the game is full of full of so many goofies or the exact opposite happens where people will be like, 
oh, I like that name. I'm just going to start calling my shit that. It's nice just to be like, I'm in my own lane and you guys can do what the fuck you want. Oh, Yo, you inspired me to call it the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Your inspiration was so strong. We're doing the same exact thing. Yep. Dude, with this box though, man, like the thing about attention to detail with you is different than most people. And I've worked with a lot of different brands and people like, I mean, even like the magnets in the box and like all these like small things that other people just aren't having. It's the little things. The little things go a long way. There's this huge box, dude. Holy shit. And it's, I mean. Yeah, maybe we'll post that on the Instagram. Trilogy 710, Burning Rope, Baccio Gelato, Flower, and GMO Rosin. I mean, all kinds of donuts. Shout out to my dog, Rolled, over there. Shout out to that boy. You already know. Shout out to that boy, G. And then these are rosin gummies. Yeah, that's correct. Bro, people aren't even on these yet. I started to explain this to a buddy. These are gummies, but made with high-end rosin. So it's all natural. you can finally, well... For all the consumers or just all the supporters listening that you can finally eat edibles and not get like a headache or feel like shit. Basically. Okay. Okay. So I want to get You're explain right. that. I'm, I'm glad you Please. brought that up. So the difference between that versus like a regular edible, regular edible would most likely Sprayed. be made with. Distillate. Distillate. Oh God. And Sprayed. Distillate has, it's distilled THC. So that it's like a very one-sided high. You don't get any of the, any of the, you basically don't get entourage effect. Explain entourage effect. They're not going to get that one. It's when it's when all the little components inside of inside of weed that's not just THC and CBD work together to get you a high. That's an experience. Yeah, and that's when you're like, oh, I had a giggly high, or I had a stony high. It's what I would compare it to, like when someone's cooking Spanish food and they do that medley of peppers and onions and a few different spices, and they cook that down, and that's your base. It's like, yeah, because it's multiple ingredients. It, it melds. It melds, right? Yeah, it's one it's thing. Yeah, basically, all those ingredients are responsible for your high, the quality yes. of your high. And that's terpenes and that's everything. Exactly. THC, everything. That's the benefit of uh, strain-specific and uh, solventless edibles. So if you get rosin edibles or a rosin pen or a rosin card or any of these things, as long as it's from a credible brand... You should be able to trust the fact that it's going to be a way better experience than what you're getting. It's going to be five dollar f- edibles for you know what I mean because those five dollar edibles, I guarantee, you feel like shit the next day. You're hungover. What a I headache! Mean, if you know what distillate no. is made out of, too, it just, it's just kinda, straight trash. It's hot dog. It's, it's, that's what it's, they call hot it's dog. It's the water. lowest end of the market you could possibly imagine. It's what they do with all the shit that's un doable an unworkable biomass but now flip that to the other side and now this is rosin so you're getting a different feeling too it's not full spectrum other end of the spectrum man that's the key be real spectrum high you're not getting just a one-sided do not realize that and they're like 20 bucks you know like or 25 bucks you know whatever the prices are it's uh, you know three dollar gummy though for a whole pack yeah and it's just like (laughs) dude what you know what i mean like like, that is the candy even cost that it's like Who'd you get that from? You but know, you think so. like, yo, the candy's like a dollar ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? So how is it three dollars? How like you could and They're people don't get the it. packaging. But like, what do you think is in that for a dollar? Well, gonna, I, I know this. A, a lot of them came out that had nothing in them at all. That's hilarious. That's what you get for and $3. that's why we're dealing with massive consumer confusion right now, bro. That's what you get because though. people have been robbed yeah. of their right to know. If is this real? Cheaper ain't always better. Cheaper is not always better. You know, matter, right. matter of fact, most of the time cheaper is worse. Well, so and, and, and then, I, and then we see all these top tier brands, and there's only like a dozen having to do it. Maybe even a handful, right? 
that are like, this is fake. This is fake. Don't go there. Do not give these people money. Those bags are fake. This they're literally calling out all the people that are pirating all their shit. You know what I mean? Constantly. But that's only happening to a handful of brands straight up. I so wonder, what does that say about, you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, if your shit isn't getting knocked, you ain't really popping. I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw some of my projects get bootlegged, a little part of me was stoked. I was upset because I was like, oh, they're lying if, to the yeah, consumer. Yeah. But a little part of me was like, okay, you know, like I made it. Like somebody out there wants to copy much. Yeah, they're paying attention. They're like, yeah. yo, if we copy this, we can charge more. That means something. If they put your name on it, it's worth more. That's all they got to do. That sucks though for the for the brand owners and the and the brand team. Like, but it shows the consumers you it the position. Sucks. Yeah, it's it's a double edged sword suck. because, like I said, on the other hand, I'm I was just having like people like, and it was it was fucked up because it was in Europe. But I was having so many people in weird places of the world tag me and shit that had my logo on it. Oh. But, but it was just like some absolute garbage, and I was like, hey, don't do that. Don't buy it. You know, whoever's Whoever's selling you that is, you know, and there's nothing you can do. There's like almost nothing. I mean, it's, you could put up an Instagram post, but yeah, but how many times are you going to do that? And then even then, sometimes you're almost calling more attention to it. So like I even fight that where I'm like, maybe I'm like, because some people don't care that it's fake. They're still interested. It's weird. Yo, what is I'm so I'm, I'm pulling out all these like rolled these collabs that you did. What is dude? Sour chem. That sounds amazing. So sour chem with GMO rosin in it. Yeah. And these are all donuts, basically. Those are all donuts. Wow. Which is weed with a a half a gram of hash in the middle. So it's rolled around it. Yeah. Well, check it out. Different, you know, more than one way to skin a cat. Different people have different names for it. We call them donuts. Other people call them hash holes. Other people call them wormholes. The reality is people have been mixing hash and hash and weed since the beginning of of hash. So, you know, that's, you know, the hash came before flour. Did you know that? Trippy. We learned that when we were out in uh, Europe. Mila, Mila, the hash queen taught us that, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It's, well, it's hard to say that because like, obviously the flour was grown. The chicken or the egg. Yeah. Right. So because the flour had to be grown, but they weren't smoking actual flour. The first the discovery what, of the hash came. Exactly. First. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole, yeah. They yeah. were growing that it for sense. the resin. I had you. That's I why had you lost. <laughs> but it took years. <laughs> yeah, was he was really tricking me. man went blank. He's like, are you tricking me on air? <laughs> No, uh, but no, but like, that's what they were teaching us was like, listen, they used to, it was literally for the resin. We were growing this plant for the resin. And then later came, I bet we can just smoke the flower too, instead of just the beating it and, you know, making Moroccan, Afghani, Indian. There was like a bunch of regions. Yeah. All that stuff. All she used to say, um, North Afghani hash was the best in the whole world. That was where the best hash in the world came from was northern Afghanistan. What do you think about ever taking a trip and just like doing some like hash, some hash hunt? Yeah, I'm all about like that. Morocco, yeah. you know, just like, man, that I'm sounds a, like crazy. Roots. I'm about but like life. while they're making it live. Like, oh, it'd be really yeah. cool. Get on the backpack out there, big dog. We're going to have the cameras on, though. I'm all about that. That'd be fun, man. No, like it's no, called, we call it like an origins trip, right? And we're going no, to the origins of where hash started. We started in India. She started telling us Morocco. I was like, wow. Oh man. Her, I mean, she was unbelievable. She's an icon in this business, but it just goes back to like hash, man. It started with hash and now it's coming back so strong. And you're, you're at the peak of this thing, bro. I'm going to be honest. Like when I think of the best hash in the country, there's an insane amount of companies, your top five, bro, in the whole country. That's insane. Cause there's companies with full, greenhouses with hundreds of flavors 
you know, in Colorado and all over. And that's all they do is make hash. They have millions of dollars put to just making hash. Like, I mean, when I smoke your stuff and I've been all over me and him travel, I smoke insane amounts of hash. Your stuff is insane, bro. That's really humbling to hear, man. I'm, I'm so stoked to hear that. I mean, we take it with us. Uh, like I've smoked with homies and from, you know, and, and they're like, dude, this is insane. You know, like, what is this? We don't even get anything like this or like, it's just, it's different, bro. You're in, you're working with the right growers too, with different flavors. I mean, it's the whole, the whole thing is different and anyone who can get a hold of it, get a fucking hold of it. Trilogy 710. I mean, here's the beauty of the situation. And I'm, I'm proud to say this, like, this isn't life or death for me. I do this cause I actually want to. So that I'm more of a hobbyist than, than anything else. Yeah. I take this very serious, but this is like, it like really brings me joy. So if I don't like something, I'm just not putting it out. And I have no problem with that. I don't have any investors. I don't have any partners. I don't have any quotas I have to meet. Like you throw a lot of shit out, huh? I, I mean, I throw shit out. Or you just won't put your brand on I, that ain't for I, I, us. I'll give it to other brands and they'll put it as their, as their triple a quality and it's stuff that I don't even want. And, but you know. you're saying even stuff you have invested in that you're just like it just didn't come out right or it just absolutely didn't come. absolutely There's so you're taking L's all the, well all the like time. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time I because mean, you don't want it. you're like that's ain't that ain't representing us yeah listen I think in a market that's so saturated I think your reputation is your most important thing so I'd rather not tarnish my reputation and just you know keep it pushing it's all about the long term game for me. I like that, man. And, and honesty is the easiest thing to be, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's important. I, I feel the same way about that. And that's everyone that I talk to, they say the same thing about you. Like, yo, that dude, bro, he's killing it. He's a stand-up guy. Like pie Lottie, bro. I'm smoking a pie Lottie with GMO rosin. Absolutely incredible, bro. It's burning beautifully, tasting gassy. Shout out to that boy, West Coast connoisseur for that cut. He blessed Ooh. me with that pie Lottie. Hats off. Dude, this is fire. Cortado. What is Cortado, bro? That's Man, a strain. I'd, I'd rather not get into the okay. politics of that. Cause, <laughs> okay. Cause that's a, ah, shit. that's a bag seed of something I'm not supposed to have. And oh. I know people get in their feelings and all that. So yeah, that's, that's, I won't name it out, but I think maybe it was called guava in another life. Maybe. I mean, uh, is that the one we're, t- but uh, your word is not mine. <laughs> diesel dough. Is that uh diesel dough? I mean, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I believe that's an Oregon cut. I could be wrong, but I, I got it from Oregon. A, a couple of boys rented up there. The one thing bro, I can say about you always is the stuff you source, the strains that you source for your collabs and like the like the growers you work with and the strains that you make sure they're growing are always very different and very unique. And like, and I, I'm a big hunter of strains and it's always shit where I'm like, what is that? And where did he get that? And like, who's the guy? Like. And You're very good at that. I'm, bro. I'm basically catering to you. I'm catering to myself. I'm catering to people that not just have that reaction, but get stoked from that reaction. Oh yeah. I'm discovering something with you, bro. You, you spent, you know, all time and effort hunting something new down. And then you guys made sure it was clean. You put it in your garden, you tested it out. You realized, Oh, this shit's fire. And we can brand this out. Then you actually put it in production. So you're talking six months and then you're like, here is diesel dough or here is maraschino or cortado. I love the people don't realize how much work goes into rolling something out the right way to be like, hey, we didn't find nine keepers in a 12 pack of seeds. Right. We hunted a bunch of seeds. We realized what's right. And then we say, 
let's roll this out. Right, man. This deserves the red carpet, right? Like all these strains that I'm smoking right now are like fucking fire, bro. Like really fire. This Pilates crazy. What's your opinion on other forms of hash? Like talk to us about your hash journey a little bit. Like what was your first form of hash you hit? And like, was it hash for you then? Or like, when was it hash for you? I mean, I've been into hash since the beginning. I'm talking about like, since the, since Keith and your grinder days. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my man just went there with, with, yeah. the, with getting it out with your key and shit. Hold on, hold on. I'm not going to car and shit. I'm talking about, I'm talking Take about, them back. Listen, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I'm talking about like in, in the seventh grade, eighth grade, scraping your pipe for resin type shit. I've been about hash since day one. So like, obviously I'm not in that position anymore and I don't have to do that. But, you know, don't deny your roots. So, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Started, started from, started from, so started there. from resin in the damn bomb. You feel me? And then work, work, you know, Keith, then like, you know, Moroccan hash, temple balls, pressed hash. Uh, I was a fan of all of it. And then when solvents came into the picture, when BHO came into the picture, I fell in love. BHO, huh? Well, the, up until that point, the only way you, you really smoked was like old school, e- either knife hits or like you mixing it in with your with your flour. Yeah, which so it was ad- adultered. Did yeah. you ever smoke it with tobacco? I tried, but I I grew up in a house full of tobacco smokers. I mean, I'm Middle Eastern, so like I've, I grew up around tobacco smoke my whole life. So you were like, fuck that. Like, so it just once never you got your place. You were like, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was, I feel you on that. It wasn't really my thing. So I, I've I've tried it a lot. You know, shout out to all the boys that smoke euros, the donuts with the tobacco. Not my thing, but <laughs> shout out to them, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, it's a culture thing. But when you saw the BHO for the first time and then you're seeing like, I guess diamonds came later, but the first, yeah. I'm B- talking, you were like, Holy I'm talking shit, about bro. open blasting in my yeah, backyard yeah. with a PVC tube. With you know, and then a double boiler, and then you bring it out, put the water underneath, and let it double boil off. Of course, of course, yes, sir. Then then shit, I'm talking about sun purging. We didn't even have have, have ovens, so you know, leave it on your roof a little bit. You know, the sun will cook off the 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 butane, and you get to go. I had homies that used to (laughs) they would do clone mats for like a week and put them underneath, let them just you know eighty ninety degree clone mats under the thing, and then just put a towel on it. And we used to just you know. I used to know some guys, AK, that used to double boil some water, and that was always a good one. But yeah, bro. And, but you, you know what? That was interesting. The flavor and the essence of the actual flour that got imparted into that was so much more than the old school hash. And I can see how you would be ignited. And I fell in love with it. And and for all the kids, don't open blast. No, me. no, I, hell I, I, no. I have more than more than a handful of horror stories, but you know we'll leave that for another day. But I just fell in love with hash. Tell us one. <laughs> just one a partner of mine at the time and a good friend of mine right now we parted ways he proceeded to open blast and you know without incriminating him too much <coughs> had a little inc- incident and he blew up his house in the process Oof. of blowing up his house he blew up his dog oh r.i.p you know so Holy the house shit. and the dog the house and the dog jeez yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it happens quick over too. something that was, I mean, he meant to, he meant right. He was like, I don't want to make this dope shit. And yeah. 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 Listen, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, like in theory, this might could have been avoided, but that's neither here nor there. What's important is, you know, just don't open fast. 
Yeah, it's super dangerous. And you see, I mean, everyone's seen articles. It's fucking crazy at this point. Like, and there's a bunch of product. This is before product was even available on the market like that. So the only way you were getting it was that, especially quality. And to be fair, a lot of times people didn't even do anything wrong. A lot of times it might have been like a like a piece of like some static or like piece of amber that flew in from across the yard or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple mornings with the sun coming up and, uh, and we're like, all right, it's time. We got to put everything away, you know, because, uh, the sun was literally coming up, you know, and we're still, you know, you know, that whole deal, but crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Fun times. Fun. Yeah. But no, but I can see how you fall in love with it though, because the essence of the flower was imparted so much more into the oil versus Temple balls, and in my opinion, and old school hash because we used to make that too. But well, let's be real with temple balls and all the other forms of hash. Bubble. As much as I love it, it's usually degraded resin. Yes, they degrade the people will fight us those and say, "Well, there's dry sift and there's really fine." And there is, I get it, I get it. There's very minute top end, but it's in my opinion, it's not the same. It's It's not the same. It's not the same. And and. I fell in love with BHO and shit. I remember I used to save up and just buy some like triple A pounds just for me to extract and smoke. Crazy. And those were the days where I used to hear about that. Yeah. They'd be like, no, Nug run. full fire. Like some grower spent it and, and trimmed it perfectly. And then like present they're like, yeah, now we're blasting it. Crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Sometimes. hearing that. I'd never done that. Like I remember coming from a gross side, we always had trim around, but I just, that was crazy. And I, and, yeah, and that's why you guys were flawless. I mean, that's come on now. I, I, I everyone knew about that out here. Everyone in, in SoCal knew about that. But yeah, dude, and now it's pivoted to literally edibles and all clean rosin. So the way talk to us about the rosin carts in here with the Kaya Farms, the the, the project you guys did with the Mandarina. This is fucking it's rare to have rosin that so, works as a cart. So too. here's the thing: I don't believe that you could do that with every single strain. Um, I was fighting the rosin cards for a really long time because I was not a fan of the hardware. And even if you were putting some amazing rosin in there, a lot of times it would taste like plastic or taste like metal or it would cook the rosin too much. It just wasn't an enjoyable experience. I had a couple of my boys down here and a couple of my boys in Michigan that were actively producing it. And they just gave me a couple of samples that changed my mind to the point where I was I caught myself reaching for it, not just to R&D and test, but I actually enjoyed it. At that point, I was like, okay, well, stop fighting it and, and put it out. So we found the right strain, the Mandarina from uh, Kaya Farms. And, you know, it's a really strong terp, so it's not going to get diluted in the pen. I, I don't believe you could do that with most strains. Like something like Skittles. I'm a big Skittles fiend, but I think it's such a sensitive terp that I think in a pen, you're never going to get the full. Have you tried the terp hogs? There's a re- live resin, not rosin, but yeah. What would you think about those, though? I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan too. I liked it. I'm yeah, it's really good. I, I I can't knock the product. It's innovation. It is. I but like it. But is it rosin or is it resin? It's oh, resin. See, I I'll be honest. I I just meant the product. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what's in the? I get yeah. No, what? What? Hundred percent. Uh, what? Uh, it's a different product. You're saying exactly. Gotcha. And with that product, it's a lot more doable. And shit, I'm still a firm believer of live resin. And I know you'll you'll agree with this. Hundred percent. You think BHO is going to come make a comeback? Or you just think there's a place in the market for it? I think there's a place in the market for it. And, you know, like I actually enjoy it because there's so many strains that you could you could have fun with that you can't really bring onto the rosin side of things that just don't wash OGs and gelatos and and just. We lost a massive amount of the market. That was such niche fire uh, extracts, bro. I I miss it. Probably 80, 85 percent. 
all kinds of crazy stuff you never and then people killed those strains off because of that i know a lot of people that lost those strains dude we would go to shows i'm sure you can vouch for this and you would have 50 different extracts you could have in your head stash at the end of the show oh yeah i remember crazy now it's not like that even though we've moved forward in the quality you know yeah now you're just gonna have 50 different people gmo growing gmo yeah yeah wedding cake yeah cushman's Oh, don't forget ice cream cake. Renamed. Ice cream cake. Yeah. You got to rename that. But ice like, cream cake. it's crazy that we move. And that's why I like, though, it's coming back. And and I always I'm a big like bring BHO back. I am because like I think purged right. And with the we, we open it up to every strain now. Now, any strain we can have resin from it and you have a yield worth probably um, making it. But coming from a hash maker, bro, rosin is just so clean burning. And like if I, I smoke that more than anything as well. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I smoke a lot of donuts, so rosin comes in handy for if you want to dab. Or when, you, you when, when, you're rolling, when you're rolling up, what are you rolling amount-wise in your joint and, like, the donut? How do you get that shit perfect every time, man? Nice. <laughs> it's got to try to figure that shit it out, does get them good. It's yeah. got to feel right, bro. I could sit here and give you a blueprint, which I gladly will, but it's just got to feel right. Please. So you start to lay it out. Okay, so. Paint the picture. So. For every gram of raw, for every gram of flour, 0.33 rosin. Pretty simple. Damn. So two point six. So two gram, two gram grams of flour, flour. 0.33 rosin. Yeah. So it's essentially got to be a quarter of the total weight, or one third of the flour weight. So you're saying, okay, got you. Got I mean, you. that's just been my golden formula. Am I always sticking to this? No. But there's there's a lot of factors that come into play too. Like if you have dry rosin you could get away with putting a little bit more versus if you have something that's like super like wet and gooey and sappy, like you can't put more because then it's just going to bleed through or it's just, it's going to make it burn funny. You're just saying that's like a great combo that, that, that that's how to roll the perfect. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. Use that as your blueprint and then work your way up. Damn. I really so, enjoy these donuts. There's enough people out there that don't even know how to roll joints. So crazy. I mean, and this is the new way. The boys are here twisting up donuts, blowing people's minds. I mean, this is a next level. When you first time you smoke a donut, one of these ones with the hash in the middle of the yeah. joint, we used to stick it on the outside. Oh, that it, was yeah. It's not the same. No, it's not. I mean, when you do it like this, it's literally encapsulated inside the flower and inside the joint. And it ignites your effect. brain too, bro. This shit is like a kick in the face. You yeah, know, this shit ain't no joke, especially this like chem times. What am I? Some Pilati times GMO rosin, sour chem flour, GMO rosin. I mean, straight gasoline on all these rosin pen looks sick. Your branding's always on point, bro. Like I look at it and I know what it's going to taste like without even having to, you know, light it up yet. I know. Our, what's like, what's our, your favorite rosin right now? Ah, oh man, that's that's so hard. What about for flour? Give us a flour. For what's flour? Favorite thing smoking right now. Man, okay, so like I've been on a heavy chem kick. I've really been enjoying like gassy strains, which is funny because I've always been the opposite of that. I'm usually always, you know, I mean, after after smoking so much runs, you know, after a while, it just gets tiring. I want it all started when uh, my partner Rope um, grew a couple plants of OG Kush. We have the jet fuel cut, which the rope fuel. And I ended up keeping all of it and just smoking it. And what that did was it fucked up my tolerance. And now nothing else gets me high. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, you fucked up my tolerance. You, <laughs> you gave donuts? me all this fire ass rosin. And then I started rolling donuts every day. And then oh. I was like. 
yo, I got to cut this shit out. These donuts like, ain't no joke. I'm, my, my tolerance is already fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm already on a bad path. Nah, you just got to lean into it. Lean into it. Nah, big job. You know me. I I I back off the gas. Bro. I know. This is a box of joy, though, oh man. Oh my god. These collabs. What? Read it out. What are we looking at right now? No, what collab at, is this? This is Caps. So GMO ice cold confections, and this man powered by Trilogy. I mean, even your packaging this, is uh, insane, well, well, bro. I'll just say, man. Matt sticker on the jar. Matt being how it vinyl, lays, vinyl, vinyl print with the coloring and the dropout. Perfect. The font's perfect. It's just, I mean, you're just, man, for real, true innovation, man. And like, I, I, man, I, it I, takes a team, you know, I, as much as your much attention as, to detail is always there though. And in the presentation, I mean, God, it's like, it's like out of a fucking book, you know, it's, it's always on point, bro. Yeah. Like and I you said, play man. it to the brand. I can tell, you know, like you can always tell it's different. See, cause like right here with, this other brand, boom, whole different vibe. Cure. Super Straight crazy strain. LA, shout out to the homie. That's a gasoline strain. Tahoe Cure. That's, I mean, that's old school strain too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and then this one right here. I mean, dude, strawberry guava, pink yuzu. What's the? I mean, dude, and top notch too. Neon light colors. Everything's always yep. so pretty. Talk about the the projects and. Stuff you do with West Coast Alchemy, like how did that come about? Like, how do you align yourself with like players and tastemakers? And is it is it just going to the events and and showing up and and putting out dope shit for a long time? Or like, absolutely not. Like I said, it was organic. Uh, every all my relationships are, you know, that's that's the key component. Up. It's got to be organic. Uh, me and West Coast Alchemy, that's my fucking guy. You know, shout out to shout out to the whole West Coast Alchemy team, crushing. But you know. The first time we linked up was over over like such a minuscule order. They were making like crumble, and I think I think they had just started making sauce. You know, I was just a young bug trying to come up, and you know, and again, like I said, I, I was interested in their product. I thought that I thought you know he knew what he was doing. Oh, crushing so, it, bro! So we linked up, and the rest is history. The rest is honestly history. <laughs> I, I I could I could go over like some like some story about how we started from the bottom and worked our way up, oh, but that's, no, yeah. that's no. really basic. Like we just, but what play. about sourcing resin, man? How hard is that? Is that, a, is that a hard thing for you? Cause I know that's a crazy <laughs> game I mean, right I mean, now. Listen, between, between me, uh, between trilogy and West coast alchemy, the amount of resin and the amount of L's <laughs> that, are, that have been there have would easily be in the seven, eight digits. Just in just Ooh. in the L's. And you mean by testing strains, by testing buying stuff, strains. washing, trying to figure out if it runs. Washing, trying to figure out if it runs, or sometimes something will run, but a certain batch of grower will spray some something on oh. it. And then boom, so that you don't just, work you, out. Yeah, or or a grower is, you know. So dude, so you that's after you already vetted someone, you're like, okay, we should run this material and you still find out all these obstacles come in. Yeah. Crazy. And, and listen, a lot of times it might not even be on the grower. Like I've had I've had like, you know, hardware malfunctions that have cost me so much. Just, you know, a power goes out and then now you just have a freezer full of amazing indoor fresh frozen that is just gone to shit and abs- has absolutely no use. You can't can revive it. You can rehydrate it. Wow. It's just yeah. odd material. What do you think about those places that do the wash on site? 
where they go to the farm and they actually have like a container unit where they do all the watching on site. You know, have you seen that versus like moving product, like for all these rec businesses, right? You want to, you have this huge garden and I see these places coming up where it's like almost like a trailer truck and they'll wash all your product on site right there. Have you seen that? Yeah, of course. I mean, what do you think of that? It's like versus, does it matter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously if you have the opportunity to wash on site, I yeah. always, I always, it's always better. Yeah, Less it's, movement. Always, it's always better. Yeah. It, Cause it's not easy coming from the grow side to move frozen material and not let it de-thaw. I'm trying to use a uh, dry ice and I'm, and I'm always like, dude, it's expensive. And I always end up having to break it up. And I'm always like, I don't think I bought enough. Like, is that the best way to move frozen, pr- frozen materials? Just dry ice, dry ice. Yeah. If you are, have anything under a 20 lighter, if you, you're consistent, consistently moving fresh frozen, I'd say just buy a freezer truck, a freezer truck. I know it sounds like a big gotcha. investment, but in the long run, it's going to pay for itself in the first first harvester too. And then I've even seen guys put a freezer in the back of a truck and then plug it in to their truck yeah. and have it running in the back because they like, don't want it to de thaw. Like that's what I'm saying. I've seen crazy things. They're like, don't let it thaw. And they got a two hour half a dryer, you know, drive to the guy who's going to run it. That's why I say two hour drive to the guy who's going to wash it. And tar. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, a, it's yeah. always a fun one. I, I have some, I have some interesting <laughs> stories on the one one with, you know, box of frozen. And you're like, it's going to go bad. It's going to go bad. Or it's like, oh. it's, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. You know, it's, there's a freezer truck, uh, freezer plugged into the truck or something. And oh man, it, it is what it is though. It yeah, is what yeah. it is though. I think everyone goes through like at least one bad run where they fuck it up. And everyone learns after that. Now, these days I'm seeing a lot of people too. There's a whole other side of it of people who don't even do the washing as much, but only do the pressing. And then the, the afterwards where a lot of the washing's being done at, in major ways, and then it's getting distributed as uh, fresh frozen. And then all these brands are taking the fresh frozen and then turning it into different flavors or mixing it and creating different melds. Because yeah. I, I didn't know that. I mean, not even fresh frozen. Most hash companies, especially in California, are just buying hash and pressing it and putting it in, under their name. I did. Yeah. And I didn't know that until I got, I got to when I was like, oh, OK. And then I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Because what's cool is you don't have to take the risk now. So now when someone bought all that fresh frozen and washed it and it washed it, like what's a win for like, in my opinion, in your opinion, what's a win? Like if something what washes at this amount, you're like, OK, that's OK. As long as it's fire. Fire flavor, what's it have to wash at if it's fire? I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's also all about your cost per gram. Okay. So if, if you own a greenhouse and it costs you. Let's say indoor. Let's talk indoor. Okay. Because I think indoor. it's most of our people. Okay. Let's talk indoor. Are, are we sourcing it or are we are no, growing it? We have our own grow. So if, you're, if you're growing it, you just have to do the math as to what it costs you to grow one single pound. Then you have to divide that by 1,200 grams. So you, you got to figure out what it costs you to produce one gram of rosin basically and it's got to equal out all the way down after press after yeah what are you going to get for it all that i mean listen i, totally I, I, could, I could sit here and tell you that oh no, yeah five percent is a win four percent is good three percent is break even two percent is a loss but it's not really like that because a lot of times you might have a two percent strain like for example gelatos most i love gelatos especially in hash form but you're never going to get a high yield with a gelato terp we're trying to get the uh puff coat going yeah, sorry guys, it's we're having a little interactive it's show up now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's eating up now. It should be good. I did double tap on the Puffco Peak. Is it? Double click it. Is it? Double click it. 
Yeah, see, the, the whole rainbow thing means it's it's not charged yet, I guess. Maybe it's not charged or... I don't know. I don't, We're playing don't, with it. We'll have to figure it out. We're messing with uh glo- shout out glob mops too, man. They've always been solid with us. They straight up. We got glob mops everywhere. Homie Butech. Shout out Butech. That yeah. was a, that was a legendary move, him him capitalizing on Q tips. Shout out. Crazy, bro. And and I mean, and it's dope. It's a fucking dope brand. I love the name. Killing it. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, shout out. I seen his new brand is Vacpacks. He's making food saver like or like vacuum the, seal packs. The amazing. bags now. Yeah, but like super thick and they're like yep. high end and dope. Yeah, he's an dope. entrepreneur. Man, so if you don't mind, I hate to say what's the next thing, but like so so besides breeding and washing, like what do you you got anything brewing that we need to oh, know about? Yeah. Well, I got a couple of different projects that are going to be dropping by the end of the year. So up until this point, I've been really hesitant and you know, I'm tapping in with the recreational market because I just don't think the market was ready. I so many big companies from the 215 era that I'm sure you could even name as well just did not make it because they dove in way too early and got chopped up in the blender. Big names that I used to look up to basically don't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of one company. But would you say is it mainly because of one thing? It's mainly because they couldn't source the product. They couldn't get the things I think, they needed. I think it was just way too early. I think yeah. there's, there's so many factors that come yeah, into you're play. Right. You're right. But I think what's happening now is I don't know who I want to credit for this, whether it's the whether it's the suits up top or whether it's the market as a whole. But I think the market is now able to accept and furthermore welcome brands that have street value. Oh, I love to hear and, that. And I think now is the is the transitional time where I think, you know, street brands are like able to like, you know, step into the recreational market and actually actually dominate because these brands have reputation. I see so many of these big companies that are, you know, that have, you know, multi-million dollar funding behind them but have no brand identity just fail miserably because they have no brand identity, like I said. Like you don't, well, there's no culture tied to any of it. Exactly. And, and so we talked about this episode 20, which ironically we dropped this week with Joa, but he, he compares it to skateboarding where you can't buy into the culture. Exactly. You're either in it or you're not. And of course, and, and, of course there's been, you know, guys trying to come with millions and millions and millions, but it doesn't matter. You can throw anybody on a bag. It's still not going to sell the exactly. product and the culture is not tied into it. And look, as whether you like them or not, who are the two most, you know, talked about cannabis companies like from the street side of things? Yeah. Cookies and Jungle Boys probably. Yeah. Yep. And like I said, whether you like them or not, these are both companies that had, you know, brand identity all the way to the 215 days. You know, and you 100 percent you got they made it that. through that blender. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's prospered. And I think that's the key. I think that's the key. That's what people want to see. People want to see a history, not just. And I know this might sound somewhat cliche or whatever, but people don't want to just see like, you know, big suits that just came in and people don't want to see Marlboro that just came in and bought a facility and is selling weed. I think people don't want to smoke that either, though. Yeah. When it comes to tree, they don't because you know what's in it. It's it's not cared about, bro. Show me one corporate like when you say corporate cannabis, right? Like one of the ones where you're like, they have no real head grower. You never heard of them. They're paying the guy, you know, 60 grand a year. You want to know what's interesting is that. As social media is rolled out and time goes on, we're seeing transparency in different markets and we're starting to realize they haven't kept it real in any market, bro. Not even mm. in food, not even in water. What are yeah. you, what are you drinking right. over there, Bobby? What type of water you got over there? 
Yeah, he's got he's special, man. I mean, yeah, the Ophora boys. Yeah, we drink, wow. we drink that Ophora out here. Ophora with a I mean, PH. Got me on the arrowhead about to kill myself. Shout man. out to Airway. <laughs> <Damn, man. laughs> I know. Nah, I mean, on the arrowhead. I mean, someone hit me and said, man, you, I might be better off doing tap water out there in LA. I, was like, it, I mean, tastemakers are tastemakers all the way down to what they drink and eat for sure. You already know. Yeah, I wasn't going to judge you, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> do, do better, do better. Do better for <laughs> no. We got to get the Mountain Valley, uh, the 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 glass bottle, you know, dispenser up here. Where they deliver it. These boys run through a lot of water up here, Bobby. We can't be putting them on the old four. Hydration here. is maybe key. at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if we can get into something, so so the next move you think for cannabis, we already kind of touched on it, but the next moves are going back to the origin strains, the original ones. Like you brought up sour diesel, but let's say chems, let's say OGs, let's say, I mean, even stuff back before that, I'd say like Amsterdam strains, white widow, gray, white shark, white rhino, blueberry. See, I'll be real. Uh, those strains never really did it for me. So it's okay, not, it's not even so much about. That was my heyday. My thing is just be, and I'm not talking about any strain in, in particular. Well, I'm talking about some hazes because I'm not a big haze fan, but it's just one of those. The Jack or the haze? Like, I, is it the Jack in there that you don't like? Or yeah. Is, okay. I, yeah, I, I yeah. want to put you on some other no, hazes. No, no, no. I have I'm, no I'm, Jack. Listen, I'm familiar. I'm okay. Familiar, and I'm a fan of those hazes, yeah, but yeah. let's be real. Shout out Piff. Shout out Piff. Shout out even Super Silver. I don't think Super Super Silver has any no, Jack no. in it. But Very little. M- most of the Jack, most of the haze out here is Super Jackie, yeah. which I'm. Super not a fan of. Even the real Jack Herrera cut is not Jackie. That's what's crazy. It when I came up, we had the homie who had the real Jack Herrera cut, and it would put out massive golf ball round green nugs of Jack Herrera. No J one smell. I came out here and people be like, "Oh, Jack Herrera," and you see J one, and you're like, "This isn't Jack." And then they're like, "No, it's J one, and it's trash compared to the real Jack Herrera strain." Was fire, bro. It was a sleeper. Like today, it would be like cookies and cream, in my opinion. Okay, okay. But a diesel kind of. Okay. Yeah. So that's my whole thing is, like I said, I'm shooting for strains that I actually like to smoke. Um, most recently, I smoked a certain type of, a certain chem. I believe it was chem 91. Ooh, my favorite of all the chems. How could I explain this? When I popped open the turkey bag, it, it smelled like popping open a brick. It smelled like straight cocaine. Like, Burn. Like straight like Fish ether, just for the record, I'm not I'm not popping open bricks of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it, it. If if I had, that's what I would imagine it would. Straight it, it literally tingles it, and burns your you nostrils. Too many inhale. episodes of Narcos, Bob. You're <laughs> yeah. talking, man. I'm just not trying to incriminate myself. <laughs> Those Tijuana no, trips. Straight up, we get what you're yeah. saying, but yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. might have been no. Know. But I totally Chem 91 is the most po- people always want to go with the four because it yields more. But no, I'm no, like, no. it doesn't matter. I like I the 91. Are you familiar with the Chem three? Oh, no, yeah. I'm not. Okay. Damn, put me on. That's I'll have some flour for you soon. Oh, whoa, whoa. okay. Bobby's like that, man. He'll do that to you. <laughs> Damn, that's fire. But out of all the chems, what's your favorite? The 91 or the D? I have I've probably had, the 91. Probably yeah, the 91. I'd say uh, so prob- too. Yeah, but like I said, I'm just I'm just trying to pull out strains that I actually enjoy smoking. You know what's weird? There's a lot of fake sour diesel cuts going around sure. right I now. I hate the AJ cut. So I just bought one for like fifteen hundred bucks, and I I'm hearing now that I might have got the wrong one. It kills me. I'm gonna bloom it and see. But I I bought a sour diesel cut because me you know we used to grow the real sour diesel. I'm from the East Coast, and we had multiple phenos. And even before I linked up with Pack Gods, we also had sour around 
years before that. And we always knew the one that you want is the one that's potted that grows in like small little pods. Yep. The other one is not the one, whatever Tall the fuck that thing is. Well, I think now it's yeah. not even about the other Bullshit. one. There's, there's a couple different cuts floating around. Some people are fakes. referring to the kill the fakes, the res dog cut. Them. Some people are referring to the AJ cut, but you know, whose work I'm a big fan of the karma sour line. S O W A H sour. I have a bunch of seeds. Uh, huge yeah. fan. Huge fan of all that line. I, um, so he's working with the real sour on all those lines. You would have to ask him. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I believe yeah, he yeah. recreated a sour from what, from what I remember. He And he crossed it to a bunch of stuff. He's been posting every day right now. Insane. People are pheno hunting through a lot of his work. And all you see is just 41 times the melon. Sour times this. Sour. I mean, crazy stuff. I just popped. He gave me a bunch of Skittles crosses and I just popped them all. I'm running through them right now. Yeah. He's got he put it. us on that Dutch grown Z out there, burning pure white. And I was like, thank God. It was fin- It was the best. We haze also smoked I've some haze that I was years. like, yo, I, I was like, I jumped in a time machine. I swear to God. It was like, I went back 10 years and, and was smoking haze that you would get for, you know, in a, in a Ziploc. Crazy. 350. You know what I'm saying? 16 and, weeks. Some of it, 16 there. I'm like, how long? He's like, oh, you know, 14, 16 weeks. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And that's why, that's when the love comes in. This is head stash. These guys are growing and then they're bringing you some of their head stash. You know what I'm saying? Like for for anyone, they're like, oh, well, it yields well. You're like, yeah, better for 16 weeks. You know, the, the earliest hazes and you could tell it wasn't as good. Just to be honest, was like 12 weeks. He even said it should have gone another two or three weeks or yeah. Yeah. So it just shows I have some of those seeds though. I just just to bring in genetics, I just purchased back Cuban black haze. The strain. Love, love it. I love it. Love that one. Yeah. I'm so happy, dude. I'm I just I'm it's coming back in the stable and uh, I can't wait to run it. And it's like uh 12 weeks. It's it's you That's know dope. 85, 90 days, but absolute fire. And this dude's I mean, two, three pounds of light shit. What's what's your opinion on, you know, all these other states coming online and and do you have, you know, anybody you're you're working with or any states you have in mind that you brand kind of want to you kind of want to, you know, see something come out of next? You know what I mean? Well, I'm looking at the bigger picture. I think within five years or so, it's going to be legal on a federal level. And at that point, it's not about tapping into a specific state. It's about tapping into the into the nation. But also. It's it's like a catch twenty two because while I'm trying to feed the whole nation, I'm also still trying to keep it very exclusive, and I'm and I'm still trying to create that boutique feel, and that's the biggest issue. Is it's really hard to mass produce good cannabis. Boutique. It's always rare, like you said earlier. Yeah. How do you mass produce? You don't luxury. You don't. Ferrari does not mass produce. So there let's say let's let's say like Balenciaga. How do they handle the situation with Saks Fifth and Neiman Marcus and stuff? They only get a couple of each size. Yeah, basically. So it's a curated menu. Yeah, basically. Then it sells out and then it doesn't come back really. Or or it comes back when it comes back and you just got to stick around. There you go. Drops. Seasons. See, my whole thing is I'd rather. Okay. So you either have more supply or more demand. There's no in between. So Mm. no matter how we move forward, I'd rather have more of a demand than supply. Got you. You always game. better. Yeah. Wow. And Trill just left you boys with some bad game. For real. And that's what I'm saying. I'd rather, like, I, I legitimately won't drop product for a while if I feel like it's just not that, right. If it's saturated or the timing. Yeah. Wow. Like, 
you know, what do you think about what we're heading into now and, and how you said, if you think about it, the markets came back around and kind of mimicking what we've already seen. What, what do you think is to come ahead? Which part are you talking about? Like pricing or just like yeah, just, the mar- just the market supply and demand? Well, for the first time in a really long time, there's, you know, the demand is, well, the supply is exceeding the demand. By so, a lot. Yeah, by a lot. I'm, I'm seeing facilities like, with like untold amounts of ice cream cakes and Cushman's that are not moving. They have no idea what to do with it, and they're struggling and panicking. I think, Ash. Well, even then, yeah. even then, I see, I see so many, so many companies thinking that hash is the future, and they're <laughs> yeah. just trying to mass produce Cause hash. It, why? Because the shelf life on hash. Yeah, but even, but even, even, even then, it's not it, really. Like, yeah, they don't have brand identity, and they don't. They're just. Who are they going to sell all this? And to? growing for resin is easier than growing for flour, in my opinion, because I've seen people where I see the flour, and I'm like, ugh. And then I see the resin and I'm like, oh, this is fire. I would but never so know many that less that came steps. from that. It's so many less steps. So it's, I don't want to say it's easier to grow, but it's easier to not fuck up. Because what I there noticed is a lot of growers fuck up the, the cure and the dry. They'll spend three months growing like some beautiful flower, doing everything right. And then they'll cheap out and the humidity won't be right or the temperatures won't be right. Or they'll like machine trim it and butcher the, the crop. Yeah, hundred percent. So you're saying that last four or five steps, if there's a total of 10 steps of growing good weed and then also having it to the consumer exactly how you want, the difference is at step five or six with hash rosin, you basically are passing the football off to the hash maker and he's able to do his thing. So those last four or five steps you skip. Basically, but I mean, don't get me wrong. You could still fuck it up by the harvest process. You could harvest it wrong or just like we were talking about it, like you could harvest it right and maybe don't freeze it in a timely fashion. And now you have thawed material or work with the wrong hash maker. That's been me and Packard's big issue. We worked a bunch of times with the wrong hash makers and got burnt hard coming out here. It's definitely it's definitely tough to navigate because it's it's just like any other business. It just involves people. Would you say you for like young growers and stuff that just work with reputable guys, guys that have big brands that have things to lose? Like, you know what I'm saying? Say you're a young grower and you got a tent. Yeah, let's say but you want to work with Trinity. You want to get into hash making and, and you're just getting in the game. Get into hash making? I mean, it's or a, it's a hard it. one because. That's a whole, I mean, you, that's a whole, that's a passion. Yeah, just because you have, I mean, the best thing you could possibly do is to learn to do everything yourself. Let's be real. And the best way to do that is find a mentor or work for someone, learn it on their dime and learn it from someone who's already been doing it. And then once you get confident, branch out and do your own thing. If, I hate to say it. If but, you can, then yeah. yeah, by all means. But the reality is that's way, way too much work for most people. And, and you're six of, steps behind. Yeah, yeah. But listen, if you have it in you, then by all means, because because that way you can ensure no one's fucking you. No one's stealing from you. And. That way, you you know, you could put the same amount of love you did from A to Z. And I say that as a grower, man, because like even for me, like I've never run 400 lights. Right. So if I could learn running four or five, let's say a thousand lights, uh, like with, a you know, a 15 or 25 person team, it'd be nice to learn that on someone else's dime instead of on the fly. Like we talked about earlier, yep. but some, you know, you don't always get the shot. It's like, here's your at bat. Here's the bat. You either hit a home run or you don't. And so. a lot of times, let's be real, it, it feels a lot better to fumble your own bag as opposed to giving it to somebody else and having them fumble it for you. Thank God, bro. You're right. Let's be real. Yeah, 100%. Straight up. Yeah. But that being said, that being said, you know, if you don't want to go through all that, find somebody that you trust and find somebody that won't do you wrong. Find somebody that partner has integrity. Up and partner up. 
like with experience, somebody with experience and try to partner up or. Yeah. I mean, or just have them wash your product. Like that's the hardest part is just find someone that's not going to be well, like, that's, yeah, that's did 1% bro. And, and I mean, look, that's the thing all the time. I, I wash something from a new grower who either I like or I respect or is reputable. And you know, like it just does horrible. And I can't tell you the amount of times like myself or West coast alchemy have like just returned the product. Full yeah. and just been like, Hey, I'll take that out on my part. And you could just, you know, I've had the big homie hash here and I've seen stories and been around as well. And that's the cool thing about you guys though, is you're fully transparent and I know you guys character. So like, why would you want to take the L you're not sitting there rebranding it and you actually put out the product? Like it just didn't wash man. And this is what's up. And I've had that happen to my stuff. So I know as long as you're transparent at coming from the grow side, you just know when you move on, it's your L it's everyone's L you put in work. We put in two, three months and, and that's, what I'm, everyone's that's L. what I'm saying. Like before anything else, I'm a consumer. So like, I've been on the other side of this. I've given extractors my, my harvest and you know, got fucked over. So, but then when it works out, integrity God, is everything. It's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like Collabs. I said, reputation is the most important thing, you know, like nobody out there could say that I you know, ever fucked them on their harvest or on their yield or, you know, kept more than I should have or whatever. And that's rare out here, man. And I, I mean, that's a great point. Bro's been dropping gems this whole episode. Crazy. And dropping fire ass hat. <laughs> Holy fuck. Straight up. This has been a serious session. I mean, quiet, all ears. He's breaking out the rosin pod right now. Rosin pod. Fire. I'm digging it. I got a flight coming up, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy fuck. Shit. We didn't know you were going to do all that, bud. <coughs> That's a big... I like when Uh-oh. they got no garter, when you can just yeah. keep going and going and going. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like when they cut you off at five seconds. Like, nah, man, <laughs> I'm looking for thirds. Yeah, you're like a dragon right there. I, I do a fucking he's buff me. like the magic dragon right there. I go in on vape pens. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's taking a dab. Oh, Holy well, shit. I, I like to say experience. I'm here for the experience. Let's go. Oh. Nah, but I, I love where it's going. It's coming back around, bro. We're coming back to gas strains. We're coming back to old school strains. And now we're going to start to see the breeding projects of old school strains with the new school strains. And as long as we're selective about that, there's hash strains. Oh, oh my God. So now trill pulls out a jar or something to show me. And it says the rope PK rope PK. So that's the original pure pure Kush. Kush. And the rope Scotty. Yeah, man. Yep. Funky and gassy. Earthy too. It's like, yep. Tastes like dirt, but in like a good way. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. To, I no, said, no, I said, it's funny to say that. I said, oh, you, that you really got to get to know that boy Trill to understand him. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to. I mean, you have such a love for the plant that, you, you know, you remind me of my boy, Damn. Modern Epigenetics, my boy, Mike, who passed away. He would say the same thing. He would say things like it's like Damn. off-putting, but in a great way. And people would be, it would be like silent and people like off-putting in a good way. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah like different. when I would, when I would describe the chems as like, oh, it's like baby vomit. They're yeah, like, you know what? The what? Fuck do you mean? You know what? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to L.A. Family Farms because they were talking about make good re- uh, green weed cooligan. Yeah, and man, you I ain't gonna lie, you guys got a lot of green flavors here that I'm like, 
Because they're about the terps. Damn. They were saying it doesn't have to be purple. It doesn't this? have to have bag appeal. What if it's just fire? Just a great smoke and great strain. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like like I said, I feel like the whole purple appeal came because there was no purple weed. To, so to see purple weed, it was amazing. I've been a sucker for it my whole life. You know, I love pro, uh, purple Urkels. And yeah. I'm Blackleaf. Shit. Great bait. You already know. You feel me? I've yeah. gone through all those phases. But, you know, I think good weed is good weed. Green or purple. Like, for example... I was just super stoked. We we just put animal cookies back in rotation. Ooh. And that's like a purple that I love. That's like, yeah, that's a purple up. that I enjoy. You feel me? But, yeah. But then there's so much purple out there that's just like mids. That's a great strain though. That strain is like, of all the cookies, I'd say there's. It's my second favorite. What, second favorite. Oh, let's get the list. Cookie. So it's number one. Nah, well, second favorite cookie. My first favorite cookie is the one you have, the platinum. Okay. Yeah. I love, got you. Love we'll that, get that figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's a great one. I had to hunt that one back down. I had a great relationship with uh, the people that had the best cut of it that I run around is Buds and Roses. And I'm close with their head grower and the people. that. So I had that strain. And then it's funny that like I ended up losing it. And about six, eight months ago, I was like, I have to get this back. So I went on like it took me about a week or two to track down because the guy I knew who had it had lost it, but he sold it to somebody. So then I said, shoot me his info. And so then I'm, I'm tracking down a guy with like, you know, a hundred followers and some random dude in, you know, Massachusetts who has a platinum girl scout cookie cut from buds and roses. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I'm like, Hey man, uh, can I allegedly have that back? You know? So allegedly please. And so, yeah, man, fucking crazy. Yeah. But that just shows you like, it kills me though, because one of the things I brought up, man, you'll appreciate this. I brought up to a guy for tissue culture was like, bro, how do people like us, right? Who's not, who's not going to learn full TC. Can we have a cryo chamber where let's say you get a hold of strains like cookies and all these, you know, animal, you're able to take a TC slice or multiple slices, right? And you're able to cryogenically freeze these in this chamber, right? It's like a $30,000 chamber. And you'd be able to hold these in suspension for indefinitely or you know what i'm saying in, in a period of indefinitely for your lifetime and because i kept saying like i don't want to have to keep propagating keep propagating pre you know what i'm saying where you have to do in tc you have keep to keep propagating life. what if how do we catalog a thousand you know specimens and i buy this big machine and we're able to basically free and that's that was the answer that someone brought me was like it's a cryogenic chamber they do this with plants you're able to suspend these samples and the hard part would be taking them out of suspension and putting them back into production. But he said that would just take a scientist and you hire somebody and they handle that part. You don't have to know that, but you would have to have someone come in and maintain the actual. And I, the way I bring this up is cause I know, I know Trill is a huge connoisseur of like genetics and this is a battle as a grower that I dealt with. And I always like, I've lost genetics just this year that I'm like, damn it, dude. Now I got to hunt back gelato 45. I missed that cut and I fucked it up and lost it. Dude, if you had a chamber with 300 cuts and everything you breed, once you know it's a winner, you're like, dude, we just don't have room. Take a cut and we'll go back to it in a couple of years. Well, I think that's definitely something that, you know, big facilities should be investing into. They don't, they don't know, bro, that we we have, we know what's neat. They don't, they're looking at us like, oh, oh, yeah, they don't know, bro. I've talked to some of these guys. They have a bunch of money. And when you talk to them about this, it seems so far fetched. And it seems like we're going to spend all this money for what now? Well, for I, for I think 20 I think years from now. That's where the game is, is moving because that's what the game is missing. Passion. Yeah. And I think 
you know, as time as time goes on, these big suits start realizing that, you know, these are the things that really matter. You got to have a tastemaker in the kitchen. That's the reason you have a chef, you know. <laughs> and listen, I think everything's about to change real soon. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah, I think I, like every, I, I think everything's about to fall into place real you know soon. No, something we don't know, true. No, I like hearing this. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say man. too much. I'm, 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 I'm going to just let it, let the work do the talking, but I think Is this a, is this the first time the world's heard your voice? Might be. Man, I feel, I'll just slow it down a beat I or feel two. Special Ooh. as hell. Can, can we like chop and screw this? Yeah, exactly. Yo, we'll slow it down one octave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. It's like we're from the south. Yeah, yeah basically. We'll H town. We'll, we'll we'll chop and screw it a little bit. Just yeah. a tad bit. You know nah, what I mean? That's dope, man. man. I, I love what you're doing, bro. You already know we. I'm high as hell right now. <laughs> For real, I've been quiet. I'm high as hell. I'm over here studying I, game I, and let my man spit. Been waiting on this moment for a minute. Appreciate yeah, you coming out here for real. Oh, shit. We've been patient. I know, I know. I appreciate you guys having me. This was long overdue. Straight up, Bro, man. We big honor on and, our and, part. And and go over these phenos real quick. G- yeah. GM three times more. rope number seven. We got the burning rope smoothie out here. So the Shout number seven. That's my pheno, That's my favorite pheno. That's the lucky number seven. We're definitely gonna keep that one around. I like that. You got the rope PK, which is the pure Kush times the rope Scotty. Yeah. I mean, absolute crazy fucking smoke. I can already tell. And this is the one you said tastes like dirt. No, that's no, this no, one. No, no, no. That, smells that, like, the PK tastes like dirt, but like in a but good sweet, way. But sweet in a good, good way. way. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. sweet. Check this out. This is fire. I like that GM3, though, because that is so funky and different. Every time I've seen that on its own, so I can only imagine. Oh, I'm a big fan. Oh, man. It's so different. You're right. And then what's this third one, man? I got to know. That's what's a smoothie. Oh, man, I love yeah. this. You're so on point with the name on that. You're right, bro, because I smelled this, and the first thing I thought was like this. Yeah, this is. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's one of my first loves. That's when I was like, okay, you know, there's there's something special here with Brittany Rope. Pack Gods, it talks about it like the music industry where it's hit singles and they create an album where like this is a you have to have a hit single before that you have an album. And that's what puts the artist on. Right. You hear the music, you hear the hit single and then you. So it's the same thing with strains. Strains are the hit singles. And it's just funny to think of that when I think of this and I think of certain strains where like people have anchored their brands around them where when you say that name, you're like, Oh, and that's strain because it's such a hit single. It's the same with music and uh, smoothie is one of them, bro. I 100%. There wouldn't, there would be no connected without biscotti. There would, there would be no, you know, wizard trees without RS 11 or, and I, I I'm not knocking anyone. Team 10. There would be no team. Ten. Sushi. I mean, just citing their first hit. Not yeah, just the yeah. first hit because all these people had hits Notarized. before. Or just their biggest. I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, but then again, there would be no Zushi without Team 10. NorCal Nemo, the Guava, what is it, the Guava Gas? Like, there's all these guys coming up, though. Elephant's Growth, the, yeah. uh, I guess you could say the 41, but his OG is off the charts as well. But it's not 41, it's Runs or Black Cherry Jaw. Who knows? But it's fire. That's yeah, what no, it is. That's all that matters. I mean, but Fuck the name. It, you're right, though. It is like that, dude. And this is for sure one of them. I can smell this. This is phenomenal. Smoothie. I would smoke this all day long. Shout out to Kaya Farms too, Trilogy 710, man, because this man, Arena Rosenpin's fire as fuck. Wow. Yeah, it's nice. I feel like You're working with honored the right to be people. hitting this shit. Seriously. Yeah, man, shout, shout out to Kaya. Straight up. That boy's doing it. You, you, you got so many dope projects and so many high end collaborations, and you've taken curator and 
into the cannabis field and now made it a, a you know, a, a real position. And I must say you're, you're one of the few pioneers that's been able to work with so many brands and companies and people. And I honestly don't hear many bad things. Like I don't hear anything, you know, it's all love with Bobby Trill. So shout out to you. That's an art in itself, man, just to be yeah, a people person and navigate this field. It can be really tricky. As we're doing these podcasts, we're learning a lot of stuff because a lot of these I, I get in, I go to chopping it up with people. I don't know about any of the beef or any of the back end shit. I'm just, I'm just here freestyling. It's you know all what love I mean? like, yeah, I'm just for the plant. Really too. here, just being present with the person. You know what I mean? Off like, top, it's, you top. know what I'm saying? So, but man, shout out to Kaya, all the all the dope West Coast alchemy burning rolled. Uh, everybody straight organics with. everybody I mean, man for crazy. real and you guys said you guys are gonna roll out a, a project here soon yeah. oni seco yo straight up he, he's was, working with all the right people i mean it's crazy bro man so trill man any last things any last thoughts man i, I just want to say it takes a village i'm blessed to have a solid team around me team full of legends just want to give a shout out to a couple of my brothers shout out power si i think they reinvented the game or if they didn't reinvent it, then, you know, they helped everyone's game, grow game. The Big. best monosicilic acid available. That's the one, man. Rex is a legend. Big ups. Yeah, we got some big projects in the works. Shout out to my team over at Feel Good. I couldn't do this shit without y'all. It's about to be a household name. Watch out for that. 2022, we coming for you. And lastly, shout out to my team over at Oni. Enough said. Enough said. You already know. Shit, bombs have been dropped. Any last things you want to hit them with? I'm going to just keep it simple. Drink more water. Our man's out here in the, the, the frosted out AP. We're going to leave it at that. The bombs have been dropped. It's Bobby Trill, Trilogy 710. You didn't know, now you know. It's episode 26, first smoke of the day, where you get the smoke first. Peace. Peace.